Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so, well, man, it's getting close to Thanksgiving. We're, we're coming up on uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and all those holidays. Uh, Janai, yes. do you know how to travel? You know, if, if you happen to take your firearm with you, do you know how to travel up and down the road, whether it's plane, train, or automobile? No, I don't, actually. No, I know. And a lot of people don't. Uh, that seems to be a, a problem for the holidays. And we don't want people to, to get in trouble. I don't want you to, you know, go on vacation and come back on probation. So <laughs> so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk to Edwin Walker, the principal attorney with Texas and U.S. Law Shield, about traveling, whether it's by plane, train or automobile with your firearm uh, whether you're in Texas, outside of Texas, whether you're uh, going to another country, that gets even more complicated. Uh, but we're going to talk to you about that and kind of break that stuff down because that seems to be a, a popular question that we get during this time of year. Uh, and so I definitely want to make sure that people are educated on that. Uh, and man, it's a great day. It's beautiful outside. Let's get down to it. So let's bring in Edwin Walker with Texas U.S. Law Shield. Edwin, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Hello, Mike. Good to be here. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I know that wherever you, you know, whenever you you are, you know, wherever you start out from, you need to make sure you, you can legally own and possess that firearm. And then your destination, you need to make sure you can legally own and possess that firearm. You know, so I want to get into just a regular, just our regular firearms. And then also, what about NFA stuff? What about if I want to travel to grandma's house and I want to take my my machine gun, my suppressor, my short barrel <laughs> rifle, my short barrel shotgun? Uh, also, what do I do with that? Can I travel with those? You know, so I want to get it. I want to get into the weeds a little bit. So definitely let me bring you in, Edwin, and tell us, you know, how do we start this trip? What do we do? Well, you're you're absolutely right. Obviously, if we're starting here in Texas, you need to legally be able to possess a firearm here in Texas, and then you need to check what state you are ultimately going to. What is your ultimate destination, and whether or not you, as a as a visitor to that state, can legally possess a firearm um, in that state. In which, uh, fortunately, there's only a handful of states that don't allow individuals or highly regulate individuals for their mere possession of weapons. And, you know, we call those the usual suspects. It's definitely the, the states that you would imagine 
would be very restrictive. Uh, pretty much all the states in the Northeast, uh, Hawaii, California, um, <clears throat> Illinois to a degree, although they really have loosened up their law. They're not, the, they're not a terrible state like they were before. But your Northeastern states, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, uh, Maryland, of all places, um, one wouldn't normally associate Maryland with having terrible gun laws, but they, in fact, are one of the worst. And so if you are unfortunately going to one of those states, uh, you simply, just to avoid the hassle, cannot take your firearm. It's just, you know, and, and I know people are out there uh, basically grimacing at their screen and saying, you're telling me back in the United States of America I can't have my gun? Well, yeah, unfortunately, uh, in those states, it is, it's true, you can't. In fact, if you were to fly to New York, uh, they would probably arrest you as soon as you took possession of your baggage with the gun in it. And so um, and so I guess it's easier to talk about traveling by plane versus traveling by car. Um, if you travel by plane, uh, obviously make sure that you check for the laws of the state you're going to. Do not take it to one of the states where you're not allowed to. Uh, but then you have to comply with the TSA rules, uh, which means that uh, do not carry it in your carry-on. Um, you cannot have any kind of firearm, even firearm accoutrement in your carry-on. No ammo, no magazines, uh, certainly not the firearm itself. Uh, do not carry anything in your carry-on because, um, you know, it could, uh, it could get you, you know, arrested, uh, and it'll definitely get whatever property you have confiscated, and it absolutely will result in an administrative fine. So you mean, so, so Edwin, you mean tell me I can't take, you know, just one bullet or, or, or a magazine, you know, full of ammo? And no, you certainly cannot. I can't check uh, that. You, you Wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me I, I can't check. What about, uh, well, not well, no, checking, no, no, but carry-on. Can I do it as carry-on? Yes. You cannot do it as carry-on. You can do it as checked baggage. Can, can so I, can I carry are, on uh, brass knuckles or anything like uh, that? No, you uh, no, you know these are the, remember these are the same people that uh, you know will want to take your nail clippers, so uh, you know, and they won't let you have a half drink bottle of water. So if you think that you're gonna, you know, if, if I don't know what kind of luck you would have taking brass knuckles if they're going to throw away your bottle of water, right? Uh, so do not take those. And like I said, even with a, an empty magazine, a single round of ammunition. Uh, while it is not illegal, you won't be prosecuted for carrying a magazine or a single bullet. Uh, you will face a very steep fine, and so it's just simply not worth it. And it's an administrative fine. Uh, so there's very, 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 very little due process that is attached to that. Um, you really, you know, not you, basically your best hope is to negotiate that down in case you do get caught with one of those items. So, but fortunately, you can have it in your check bag. And so what you would need to do is, and, and anybody can check the TSA website to confirm this information, uh, you have to carry a firearm in a hard-sided container. It has to be unloaded, obviously, uh, and it has to be locked with TSA-approved locks. Now, one of the interesting things is, is uh, depending upon your hard-sided container, uh, most of them have, uh, the little loops where you can insert a lock. Now, one very interesting thing that the TSA really doesn't publicize is that if your hard-sided container has more than one loop, uh, then you have to have a lock for every single loop. 
So if you have one of those handguns where uh, the loop is actually in the latch that latches the uh, that latches the the, case, the the two halves of the case together, uh, and each one of those has got a lock loop, you have to have a lock for every loop that is on your gun case. So you have that. Uh, you're also allowed to carry ammunition. They do uh, they do not allow you to take loose ammunition. Um, you have to carry it in a box. Uh, carrying it in the commercial box that you purchased it in is the best bet, uh, but it just can't simply be rolling around. It can't be in a uh, uh, it can't be in a, a, a plastic bag. Uh, you can keep it in the same box where you have your gun, or you can keep it separate. Uh, but it does have to be a you know a cardboard type box that you would keep this ammo in. All right, so we're talking, so with, we, we're talking with Edwin Walker. He's a principal attorney with Texas and U.S. Law Shield. We're talking about traveling for the holidays on plane, trains, and automobiles. I just said that, hey, wherever you start out from, make sure you can legally own and possess that firearm. Your destination, you can legally own and possess that firearm. Edwin said it needs to be in a hard case, lockable case. If there are two holes in that case for locks, then have two locks. If there are three holes in that case for locks, then have three locks. Uh, we're talking with Edwin Walker, principal attorney with Texas U.S. Law Shield. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk Radio with Michael Cargill. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're talking about traveling for the holidays. Do you know how to travel with your firearm by train, plane, or automobile? And we're talking with Edwin Walker. He's a principal attorney with Texas and U.S. Law Shield. And Edwin was telling us about traveling through, uh, on the airlines and making sure that where you start out from, you can legally own and possess your firearm, your destination where you end, you can legally own and possess that firearm. Edwin says you're going to have to check it. You cannot do carry on at all. No carry on because I don't know if you guys know this or not. Austin is the worst airport in the entire country where people forget and take their firearms, you know, through carry on. And it, it's the worst. And so don't do it. Don't do it. Please don't. And we'll talk with Edwin Walker. And Edwin, uh, can you, you know, take it from there? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, and, and just to, to piggyback on what you said, it is surprising how many people 
uh, do accidentally leave their uh, guns or handguns in their carry-on baggage. And this is due to a number of issues. There are people who have multiple carry-ons. Uh, they may have a carry-on that they use whenever they're driving. They may have a, a duffel bag or, or some sort of overnight bag they use whenever they're just traveling somewhere by car. Uh, they may have a different one for traveling by air. They may get those two mixed up. They may grab the wrong one. They may think that their spouse unloaded the, uh, the, the, the bag and their spouse did not. Um, so there's, there's all sorts of different reasons. But uh, the thing is, is that there's no excuse uh, for, for accidentally forgetting it. If you, are a, if you are a gun owner and you often do that, then you just get into a pattern uh, when you're traveling to check, double check, and triple check. To make sure you don't have a uh, don't have a, a, a handgun. Obviously, you're not going to misplace a rifle, uh, but that you don't have a handgun, a magazine, or ammunition in that carry-on baggage. Now, do you, and do you know um, the people that actually I run into the most that forget this? Believe it or not, Edwin, are going to be attorneys because they have it in well, their briefcase. They do have it. There's a lot of attorneys that do carry guns in their briefcase, which, uh, you know, uh, they aren't supposed to really carry it in their briefcase either because you can't carry it into a courtroom. <laughs> and so that's the attorney. Don't carry one in your don't carry one in your uh, briefcase uh, because most court houses uh, have metal detectors. And obviously the courthouse versus the courtroom is currently the subject of litigation. Um, but most courthouses have metal detectors uh, throughout, you know, the, the, the hundreds of courthouses throughout the state of Texas have metal detectors. So if you're an attorney, you carry one of your briefcase, odds are you're going to get caught. Uh, there are several counties, though, that let some attorneys bypass the metal detectors if they've gone through a pre-check pre, pre uh, and they've gotten a special clearance. Uh, they're allowed to, to bypass the metal detectors, but always be careful. Now, uh, I wanted to bring up the special kind of little rule that Texas has, uh, which was passed several years ago after a legislator um, had an issue with a gun in a bag at an airport. And that is that Texas, uh, normally whenever people do take their guns past the secured part of an airport, air, the secure, into the secured area of an airport, uh, if they're caught, they will be charged with a state crime. It's a felony. So they'll be charged with a, a state felony. Uh, federal charges... Uh, while theoretically possible, are generally not exercised here. Um, there is a couple of federal laws buried deep in the federal code that says that if you violate TSA safety rules, and they sort of define that broadly, safety rules, uh, then you can be subject to a federal criminal penalty. Hardly ever used, hardly ever enforced, because it's much easier to enforce the state felony. Um, but if you are an LTC holder, and this is very important, and if people needed even more motivation to get their LTC, this should, this should provide it. There are many benefits uh, to having an LTC. If you are an LTC holder and you do accidentally forget your uh, handgun in your carry-on baggage, it's discovered, uh, the police have to give you the opportunity to remove yourself and the handgun from the secured area of the airport. And only if you refuse to do this, then can you be arrested. And so that is of great benefit to LTC holders. I'm sure it has saved innumerable people from being arrested. Uh, the interesting thing about this is that this is a criminal law. This is a criminal defense law, a state criminal defense law. And so it has no bearing on what sort of administrative actions 
the TSA may take against you. In fact, the TSA will take your name. They will take all of your information. And uh, anywhere from two to six weeks after you travel, you will be getting a very substantial administrative fine from the TSA. I believe it potentially could be up to $10,000, but it generally is around $3,000. And so that is quite a chunk of change. Nobody wants to just hand over $3,000 to the government simply because they forgot their handgun in their bag. So in here in Texas, remember, if you are an LTC holder, then you will be given the opportunity to leave with no criminal charges, but you will still face that TSA administrative penalty. If you are not an LTC holder, uh, you will uh, you will definitely be arrested. You will definitely be charged with a felony, and you're most definitely going to get the TSA fine as well. Yeah, we call that the my bad law. <laughs> so if you, if you forget, yeah. you you go through that metal detector. Only in Texas, no, nowhere else. Only in Texas, you know they have that my bad my bad law, and you know they'll allow you to go back and secure it and put in your vehicle. But the TSA, just like Edwin said, that the TSA can find you. You know, up to ten thousand dollars. You know, but it's usually, like Edwin said, usually right around that three thousand dollar mark uh, for forgetting that. So don't ever do that, please don't. All right. Yeah, so- and keep in mind, and keep in mind, these th- this law is Texas specific. So let's say that you, you know, you you remember to check your bag, your carry on bag. You put your handgun in its locked, hard sided container. You fly to Wyoming or Idaho or Nebraska or or Ohio or Pennsylvania, uh, hang out, go with your, you know, your father, your brother-in-law to the local range, forget, put the gun in your bag. Uh, same thing happens in, uh, you get caught going through security in Ohio. Uh, Ohio does not have such a law and you will be prosecuted for the crime up there. You can't say, but I'm a Texan. I should be given the, I'm an LTC holder. I should be given the opportunity to take it back and pack it in my luggage. No, this is a Texas-only law. Uh, when you're in another state, always remember that you are subject to that state's laws. Uh, just because you're Texan doesn't mean Texas laws follow you. Wherever you go to in another state, you're subject to that state's laws only. All right, so so let me get this right. So if I'm traveling on an airline, I want to make sure, one, I can legally own and possess that firearm in the state that I start in, and, and my destination, I can legally own and possess it. And then I want to make sure I put the firearm in a hard case, lockable case. If there are two holes in that case for locks and have two locks. If there are three holes in that case for locks and have three locks, hard case, lockable case. No ammunition in the gun. No ammunition in the magazine. The ammunition needs to be, you know, in its own, like a factory, you know, a carton, its own separate, you know, uh, well, uh, uh, like a carton or something like that inside that same hard case, lockable case. I'm going to lock that put that hard case lockable case inside my luggage, take the luggage to the ticket counter, inform the ticket agent at the ticket counter that I'm traveling with a firearm and ammunition. They're going to do whatever they do. Maybe have me sign some paperwork. They're going to um, inspect it, whatever, or go have me go to another area. They may inspect it there. Then it goes underneath the plane and gets checked. I cannot go through security. I cannot go through the metal detectors with no firearms, no ammunition, not one bullet. That is correct. Okay. So, and then you you can safely travel. Now, uh, with regard to traveling by train, because I know you mentioned trains, uh, we really only have one passenger train service here in America, and that's Amtrak. Amtrak is a subsidiary of the United States government. Uh, they do allow you to travel with 
they do allow you to travel with firearms. Uh, their rules are pretty much the same as they are with airline travel. It has to be unloaded in a hard block side container. It has to be in checked bag, not carry-on bag. Uh, but there is one little interesting difference, and that is that prior to showing up at the train station with your gun, you have to contact Amtrak. In you have to contact them, um, not online, but you have to actually call them at least 24 hours ahead of time and tell them that you are going to be bringing a gun in your checked baggage mm. and let them know that. Okay. So otherwise, it's pretty much the same. They're going to check it. Uh, they're going to make sure it's unloaded. Uh, the ammunition has to be in its original commercial container, either uh, a cardboard, wood, or metal. Um, so it's pretty much the same. It's just that that really annoying rule of you have to contact them at least 24 hours in advance uh, and tell them you will be bringing a gun to check. Now, what what uh, about yeah, Greyhound? Anyway. I want to travel by bus. Well, Greyhound is a you know Greyhound's a private a private entity, and so Greyhound uh, can prohibit people from carrying their guns uh, on their buses uh, because it, it is you know like I said it is private. They can make the rules. Um, I um you know I'm I'm not sure if it, if it is. Uh, you can't, I know you can't carry it on your person in the Greyhound, uh, but I think you may be able to have it again in a bag that goes, uh, that is stashed underneath the, uh, underneath the, uh, the bus so that you do not have access to it. All right. We're talking with Edwin Walker. He's a principal attorney with Texas and U.S. Law Shield. We're talking about traveling this holiday season, whether it's by plane, train, or automobile with your firearm, how to do that safely. So when you go on vacation, you do not come back on probation. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're back and we're talking about traveling, traveling for the holidays. You know how to travel with your firearm, whether it's, you know, on a train, 
What about a plane? What about an automobile? You know, we're going to make sure that you come back safely for the holidays. You enjoy yourself, stuff yourself full of turkey and, and, and everything else, and then come back and continue on and, and not wind up worried about any type of litigation that you're you know involved in because you didn't do the right thing. And we're talking with Edwin Walker with the Texas U.S. Law Show. He's a principal attorney. He's given us some very good advice. Let me go to um, Zach, our co-host there. Uh, Zach, man, there's some stuff that's going on up in Winchester, New York. That seems to be pretty bad. What's happening in Winchester? It happened last night. Hey, Mike. Uh, I believe you're referring to Alexander Booth, right? The yes. uh, standoff or so-called standoff that happened up there. I guess it's, uh, you know, it got pretty intense when this uh, Afghanistan war veteran, um, yeah, he was... Uh, barricaded in his house basically we don't know all the exact details it seems to be um pretty confusing at this point but there are conflicting stories of this is either a red flag gun confiscation like an extreme risk protective order mm. or um there are also indications that he may have uh, uh burglarized his ex's home allegedly um not sure what happened but basically the cops showed up to this guy's house and he did not want to deal with them and ended up posting a lot of what happened on social media on his instagram page and uh yeah so that happened for a few hours there's a standoff police all outside of his house they even brought in an armored apc up there yeah and so, well, here's, yeah. a, here's a press release from the Putnam County Sheriff's Department. They pretty much said that on November 23rd at approximately 2.19 p.m., a member of the town of Carmel Police Department was in the area of 50 Putnam Drive investigating a prior domestic incident involving the 28-year-old resident Alexander Booth. The officer, hearing what he believed to be a gunshot come from the resident's requested backup, and when additional officers arrived, Mr. Booth was observed in his doorway acting in a agitated state before returning inside his garage apartment and barricading himself. As a safety precaution, officers evacuated the neighboring houses and alerted the Putnam County Emergency Response Team and Negotiation Team. Negotiators made contact with Mr. Booth, and after six hours of discussion, they were successful, successful in convincing him to surrender without incident. Now, thanks to their tireless efforts, no civilians or police were harmed, and Ag Alexander Booth was subsequently arrested on a felony warrant issued by town Justice Jacob Bellis stemming from the previous domestic incident. And Mr. Booth was charged with Penal Law 140.25 burglary, second degree, a Class C felony, 140.15 criminal trespass, a Class A misdemeanor, 215.50, a criminal contempt, second degree, a Class A misdemeanor, 240.30, aggravated harassment, second degree, a Class A misdemeanor, and also uh, looks like petty larceny, a Class A misdemeanor, and he was arraigned in Carmel Town Justice Court. At the conclusion of this incident, no weapons or ammunition feeding devices were found or seized, despite numerous false social media posts to the contrary, and the town of Carmel Police Department was assisted by the Putnam County Sheriff's Office and the Winchester County Department of Public Safety Special Response and Negotiation Teams. And, and 
I just like to remind people, you know, you can't believe everything that you hear or, you know, on social media. And people have, you know, different things that are going on in their lives and you don't know the entire story. And from what I'm hearing is that a lot of people, people decide to go up to the scene and get involved in this. And man, that's just like a bad, bad situation. You get involved in something that you have no knowledge of, of what's really going on. We don't, I don't know what's happening in your house. You don't know what's going on in my home. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going on in Janai's home. And so for me to go there and get involved in, in a situation I have no knowledge about, that's going to put me in some type of legal you know, trouble there. And, and the police are trying to handle that situation. The best thing you do is let them handle that situation. And then once everything's all said and done, you know, make sure this person's got a good attorney. That's all you can do. But, you know, stopping what you're doing to run to the scene to someone. And, and from what I'm understanding is I believe that some other people were arrested because they went there as well. You know, I don't know if that's the case or not. But if so, you know, you know what do you expect you know, is going to happen? You, you have no knowledge of what's going on. And we get involved in situations like that. That's the exact wrong thing, you know, a wrong way to handle that situation. In the, at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, I also heard. Yeah, people were meeting up at the cemetery nearby, and some of those folks were arrested. They were helping to document what was happening, and it is kind of disturbing that they were arrested. Yeah, and and yeah, it it really is. And and I hope everyone's got an attorney. You know, they you know and and can get those charges dropped or whatever. But you know, as a rule of thumb. You know, let just comply, let officers do what they're going to do, because they're going to do it anyway, regardless. And it's just going to make it worse if you fight. And then that's what your attorney is for. Get your attorney involved. Let your attorney do the talking. You're no good to anyone if you're locked up in jail uh, because they're going to do whatever they're going to do regardless. And if you're locked up, you know, and they trump up and add more charges to it, it's just going to make your situation even worse. All right, so let's go back to Ed. I'm going to come back to you, Zach, in a little bit. But let me go back to Edwin Walker, Texas and U.S. Law Shield. We're talking about uh, traveling for the holidays, uh, whether it's by train, plane, or automobile. And, and Edwin was talking about, I guess we we're talking about Greyhound, and we we're getting into other things. Yeah, yeah. we were. I think we finished up with that. Uh, and I wanted to start talking about the way that most people will travel, and that is by automobile. Automobile. And so, uh, yes. Uh, so, traveling by automobile. Uh, again, make sure that you are lawful uh, to have the gun where you start. You're lawful to have the gun where you end. Um, and remember that, that through every state you travel through, you're going to be subject to their laws. Uh, most states do recognize a Texas LTC. So if you have a Texas LTC, you'll be able to carry uh, concealed in those states. Some states you'll be allowed to carry open in those states. Some states do allow permitless open carry. Um, just check the check the states before you go through them. Uh, the, uh, all you do need to do is Google the information. It's freely available. Uh, there are numerous sites. Uh, most attorney generals of states and the state police of those states have their gun laws on their own separate page, and so you can go to the source right there and read them. Uh, if you don't have a license to carry, uh, you still may be able to carry in certain states. Um, depending upon what the laws are. Some laws may be restricted. For example, if there was a, a person who uh, was traveling from, say, Louisiana to New Mexico, they were traveling through Texas, they did not have a Louisiana license to carry, uh, they would have to, and they were carrying in their car, they'd still be able to carry in their car, but they would have to abide by the Texas law. The Texas 
you know, motorist law that says that you can have a gun in your car without a license as long as it's not in plain view, as long as you're not a member of a criminal street gang, as long as you're not committing any other crime, and as long as you're lawful to have that weapon on you. So each state may have a little variety of that, a little uniqueness of that. Uh, so it is uh, legal, you know, it is legal to carry in your car. Uh, make sure that you also know the policies about staying uh, in hotels. Uh, some hotels for you know forbid you to to bring your gun into the hotel. Uh, check out those. You know, plan this trip in advance. Um, don't wait until you actually get into the state to want to decide to Google what the laws are. Find out in advance. Now, there, uh, like I said, there are some states where you are not allowed to carry unless you have a you know license from that state unless you. Uh, you know, carry your gun in a certain manner. The states in the Northeast are like that. State, you know, the state of California is like that. Um, you know, Hawaii has those laws, but nobody will be driving to Hawaii for obviously. <laughs> uh, but uh, but but there is a federal law, believe it or not, and it's been around for a very long time. There is a federal law that helps out lawful gun owners, and it's called the Federal Motorist Protection uh, Act or Motorist Protection Law, however you want to refer to it. And basically, it recognizes that people should not be, you know, people should not be unduly harassed or prohibited from going from one state where they're lawful to have a gun to another state where they're lawful to have a gun, uh, even though they have to go through a state which prohibits personal possession or personal traveling with firearms. Uh, but there are a couple of rules. So let's say that let's say that somebody is driving from Texas to Maine. Uh, you're lawful to have a gun here in Texas. You're lawful to have a gun in Maine. But depending upon the route you're going to go to, you're going to go through a few very, very hostile states. You're going to probably have to go through Maryland. You're going to have to go through New Jersey. You're going to have to go through New York. You're going to have to go through Connecticut uh, to get there. Well, under this federal law, uh, you are allowed to do this, but you have to you have to comply with a couple of rules. Uh, first of all, the gun has to be in your trunk. Okay? You can't have access to it. If you don't have a trunk, it has to be behind the last upright seat of your vehicle. It has to be, um, you know, it has, it's best to carry it in a container. Uh, it has to be unloaded. And most importantly, uh, you cannot divert from your travel. So what this means is, is that if you are, let's say you're going, you know, to make it quick, you're going from Pennsylvania to New Hampshire, Pennsylvania to Vermont. You have to go through New York. There's no way you can get there without going through New York. Uh, what do you do? You put the gun in your trunk. It's unloaded. You do not stop in New York. Um, you can stop for gas. Perhaps you can stop and get something to eat on the way, maybe in a drive-thru. Uh, but whatever you do, do not stop to visit anybody. Do not stop to stay overnight. Do not stop to uh, go see a movie. Do not stop to do any shopping. You have to go straight through because if you do stop, then that state who chooses to prosecute you for having a gun in their state without a license, uh, they will say that your journey was not from Pennsylvania to New Hampshire your journey was from Pennsylvania to wherever you happened to stop. If it was a mall in, you know, if, if it was a mall in Syracuse, New York, that's what they're going to say. So your journey was not from Pennsylvania to New Hampshire. It was from Pennsylvania to Syracuse because that's where you stopped. Your journey ended there. You may have intended to pick it up later, but it ended there. Also, remember, this is a defense 
So that means it's a defense to prosecution. That means that the state, the anti-gun state, can still prosecute you, can still bring charges against you. You'll still have to hire a lawyer. You'll still be facing a felony, but you will have this defense available. Now, unfortunately, there have been some somewhat high-profile cases where uh, the, the state has either not allowed the defense or the state has interfered with somebody's, uh, uh, somebody's using of the defense. Uh, and the federal courts have not really been that enthused about stepping in and helping protect the rights of gun owners. You would think they would, but it is a, it is a tough road to hoe. Uh, hopefully, if you do get stopped, if you are traveling, you do get stopped by a trooper, and he decides for some reason, um, oh, I want to search your car. You know, usually it'll be the uh, you know something something related to drugs. Uh, just as, as a side issue, the war of drugs has really rendered the Fourth Amendment across the board uh, torn asunder. So uh, if they can come up with a reason to search your car, they generally will. Uh, hopefully, you know, if they do find a gun, you've fully complied with the law, and in the, in the event that they choose to arrest you for that gun crime, you can use this as a defense. Okay. And then what about if I'm traveling in my automobile and I have a, my machine gun with my tax stamp? <laughs> yeah, well, that's actually kind of an interesting issue. Um, with regard to NFA items, NFA items come in many different varieties. Uh, they're short barrel rifles, short barrel shotguns, machine guns, and suppressors. Now, if you're traveling with a suppressor, all you have to do is make sure that you're legal to have a suppressor in the other state that you're going to. Uh, you can travel with it, um, you know, just you know, carry it in the same manner that you would any other firearm. Now, if you have a, if you have a short barrel rifle, short barrel rifle, short barrel shotgun, or machine gun, you do, you do have to get a, uh, you do have to make the ATF aware that you will be traveling with that. You have to fill out a form uh, fifty three twenty. It is a notice to the ATF. The ATF is not going to stop you. You know, they're not going to. You don't have to have permission from them to take your uh, rifle or, or machine gun to another state, uh, but you do have to notify them by submitting this form, and so that will take a little bit of pre-planning on your part. Uh, also, again, make sure that you are lawful to have that particular firearm in that particular state, because there are states. Uh, that do specifically outlaw under their own state law, you know, the NFA notwithstanding, each state is allowed to make their own, uh, is allowed to make their own laws with regard to short barrel firearms and machine guns. So make sure that you have checked ahead and it is okay for you to, uh, to have that firearm. And also don't forget that if you are intending on using that firearm while hunting in that particular state, uh, that it is legal to hunt with that particular firearm in that state. Um, for example, you know, it wasn't so very long ago that it was illegal to use a suppressor here in Texas while hunting a game animal. And so fortunately it is not anymore, but it was at one time. It's still illegal to hunt with a fully, auto with a fully automatic rifle. You can't hunt with a machine gun here in Texas, uh, but you can now hunt with a suppressor. Uh, other states have laws specific to their hunting uh, with regard to NFA items as well. You need to make sure that you bring what with you? The tax copy, of the tax stamp, and yes, you need to bring a copy of you. You need to bring your your a copy of your tax stamp. Now, technology has we've always said you know leave your tax stamp in the secured part. You know, put it in a safety deposit box, your gun safe, wherever you want to keep it. Carry a copy of it. 
Um, a lot of people now are just simply taking pictures of it. The law says that you have to have evidence that you have gotten a tax stamp. And so there's been no real case law saying you can't have a photograph of it on your phone. Uh, there's no case law saying a photograph, a photocopy is not good enough. Uh, so you do, should have a copy of the tax stamp. Uh, and if you have acquired this NFA item as the trustee of a trust, of an NFA trust, which many, many people have done, uh, also keep a copy of the trust with you as well, because on the tax stamp, it's just going to say that the firearm is, is owned by ABC Trust. And the police officer, if he's really, um, you know, if he's really curious, if he's really skeptical or inquisitive or knows about NFA laws, which most of them do not, <laughs> uh, but if he does, then he'll say, well, this just says ABC Trust owns this suppressor. I don't know anything about you having it. And so you will need that documentation to prove that you are the eligible person, the responsible person under the ABC Trust to carry that NFA item. Okay. Uh, what if I'm an FFL dealer and I have a SOT, you know, can I, you know, take one of my NFA items and, and go to my parents' house? Well, if you're an FFL dealer with an SOT, then you already know all those laws and I really don't have to go into that. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, that that's planes, that's trains, that all automobiles there. Um, now... And and you you also said make sure that hey when you're you're in your automobile you're traveling Edwin there make sure that you're you're going through like New York and New Jersey places like that you don't even don't even take a nap correct Yeah in fact one of the most famous cases about the exercise of somebody's rights under this law unfortunately did not turn out well for this individual but he was actually coming from Maine to Texas of all things I think he was moving. And he had his, uh, the, the guy was just, you know, you hear about people who are victims of circumstance. I mean, this guy really was a victim of circumstance. So he leaves for Maine. Um, I guess he left pretty late. Uh, if I was planning out his trip, I would have left a lot earlier, so I wouldn't have had to stop in one of these godforsaken states. Um, but he left Maine, uh, got tired, decided that he needed to take a nap. It was late at night. And so he pulled this truck that was loaded with all his belongings. It was clear he was traveling. It was clear he was moving. You know, he wasn't some, you know, uh, it wasn't an obviously, you know, uh, uh, an obviously, an obvious criminal individual. Uh, he just simply took a nap uh, in his car. Unfortunately for him, he took a nap in the parking lot of a bank. And whenever you have a car parked in the middle of the night in a bank parking lot, that is going to draw the attention of the police. And so the police saw that he was parked in this bank parking lot it's in the middle of the night. They go up to him. They're like, hey, what are you doing? And so they, of course, doing what police officers do, they get their flashlight and they start flashing it through all the windows and they see all these gun cases. And they're like, hey, you got guns in these gun cases? And he's like, well, why else would I have gun cases? Of course they have guns in them. And they went, aha. You are under arrest for breaking New Jersey law prohibiting possession of a, of a gun without a license. Uh, also, he, I believe he may have had some ammo, some prohibited ammo on him. Uh, so he was arrested, charged with several felonies. He, he, he raised this defense. He said, look, I'm a, I'm a traveler. These were, these were uh, locked. They were unloaded. I was traveling. I'm going from Maine to Texas. I'm allowed to have them both those states. And the courts ruled against him. The court said no. Because you stopped and took a nap, then you broke your 
you broke your your method of traveling. You were no longer traveling to Texas. You were traveling from Maine to this bank parking lot where you got caught. And so it, it really is a very upsetting case because um, you know if he would have known the law, if he would have if he would have some if he had had somebody that he could call, if he would have just looked up the law, he would have known that if he could have just made it across the Delaware River into Pennsylvania, he would have been a okay. And that's what's really, really terribly unfortunate about this case is that all he had to do was take a nap, get to Pennsylvania to take his nap, and everything would have been absolutely fine for this guy. All right, so Janai has a question for you. Yeah, I have a question. Um, this is, um, I rarely take a taxi or Uber, but now that we're having this conversation, it got me wondering, do you have to tell a taxi driver or an Uber driver if you're carrying um, no, you don't have to tell anybody you're carrying. So it's not like there's any sort of requirement that you tell somebody uh, that you're carrying. I guess the only person you would is if the police officer, you know, if a police officer confronts you, he has reason to ask for your ID, he's lawful in asking for your ID, you would have to tell him that you're carrying if you're a license holder. Uh, but otherwise, a private company like Uber or Taxi, uh, you don't have to disclose that information to them at all. Um, in fact, even if they were to ask and you were to you know, fudge on the truth. Uh, I don't know that there's anything that they could do about it if they found out about it after the fact. I mean, I guess if they found out about during the ride, they could kick you out. Uh, maybe you're in a bad part of town. Maybe that's the reason you're carrying a gun. Um, but that's about all the remedies that they would have. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. And then what about a city bus? A city bus? No, you can take it on a city bus. With so the, with the Texas law... Yeah, with an LTC. Well, you, you can't walk around without an LTC, a handgun. Um, so, But yeah, Texas law specifically provides that, uh, that uh, transit authorities cannot make safety rules, and I'm using air quotes again, uh, that they cannot make safety rules uh, that uh, prevent an LTC holder from carrying their lawfully carried handgun on a, uh, on a vehicle of mass transit. All right, man. I tell you what, man, thank you, Edmund. That, that's a lot to, to go through because we talked about trains, talked about planes, automobiles. Uh, and the automobiles a little more difficult, a uh, little more into that. And also that's the majority way that people are going to travel. You know, they're going to be leaving. A lot of people leave on Wednesdays. Some people have already left. They're traveling right now as we're speaking because uh, traffic is getting bad out there on the interstate. So just want to make sure that you know, you know exactly what you need to do. Um, if you got any questions for us, you know, we got a few minutes. So you can definitely give us a call at 512-543-2284. That's 512-543-2284. Uh, but let me go to Zach. Zach, you got some questions for Edwin there? Because you're a traveler. Uh, I am. I admittedly did not bring my gun with me this time because I'm doing a lot of uh, interstate traveling. Shame. So I just decided not to bother with uh, all the semantics. Shame. Shame. I brought my knife. Though. Shame. <laughs> oh, you brought your knife? Well, at least you brought your knife. That's a good thing. Of course. Yeah, bring that everywhere. Okay, good, 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 good. All right. And then uh, someone else asked about uh, what if I'm out camping? Can I camp? Um with my with my firearm, I don't think so. Right? Let's see. Uh, yeah, yes, you can you can camp with your firearm. Um, so now, with regard to obviously, it depends on what state you're in. And so, for example, if you're in Texas, 
you're allowed to have your, you know, if you have an LTC, first of all, you know, have your LTC. If you, uh, when we're talking about handguns, of course. Um, you have your LTC, you're allowed to have it in state parks. Because you're allowed to have it in state parks, you're also allowed to have it in national parks, national forests, wetlands, wildlife areas. Uh, you're allowed to have it. Cannot take it, though, into any building that is a federal building that serves the public. And so uh, let's say you're down in Big Bend. Uh, Big Bend is our only national park. Uh, take it down to Big Bend. Perfectly lawful to have your handgun to carry it around with you. Um, to, you know, if you, in case you're attacked uh, by a rattlesnake or a Mexican gray wolf or something like that, uh, you're allowed to have it. Uh, cannot take it, though, into the ranger station, restaurants, gift shops, whatever else may be down there. Can't take it in there. State parks, you can. So uh, state parks, that's a little bit of a different law. State parks, you can take it in the buildings. National parks, you cannot take it in the buildings. But otherwise, you can have it in camping. Now, there are some rules if you do intend to discharge that in certain areas in uh, nature preserves, nature areas. Uh, they're very, you know, there's a lot of them. They're very, you know, hyper-technical, can't discharge within 150 feet of a building, things like that. So carrying, discharging, two different things. Carrying, you'll be okay. Discharging, make sure you're in an area where it is lawful to discharge your firearm. And what about, is there a difference between open carry of a handgun and concealed carry of a handgun? Um, uh, no, not for license holders. Um, you, you're, you're the same. Okay. And then someone else asked, um, let's see here, because they're throwing questions at me here. What about a suppressor? Uh, can you, as far as, and I know we've talked a little bit about this hunting uh, with a suppressor in Texas. Yes, you can do that. But it, this question was going hiking with a 22 that has a suppressor on it. Do I need to keep the stamp board with me at all times? Yes. Anytime the, the law says that when, anytime you're in possession of your NFA item, uh, you're subject to being uh, questioned or you're subject to being uh, having the having your proof of, of lawful possession demanded. Uh, also, keep in mind that, you know, it, it's also going to, you know, you don't want to run afoul of if you're in Texas, Texas Penal Code 4605. Um, so you want to make sure that nobody you don't ever want to put the police in the position of having the ability to accuse you of being unlawful in the possession of that suppressor. All right, man. Or other item. And thank you, Edwin. I really appreciate you laying all that stuff out for us. Uh, and hope you enjoy your weekend and your Thanksgiving as well. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. Um, and that's it. You know, Edwin's laid it laid it out for us. You know, now you know how to travel with your firearm, whether you're going to do it on a train, a plane, an automobile. Uh, whether you're going to take your suppressor, your short barrel rifle, your shotgun, your AOW, any other weapon, just talk about all that stuff. So now you should know. If you don't know, play it back because I want you to come back from vacation uh, as a regular citizen, <laughs> definitely not on probation. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.